Welcome to ISA's Arbor Views podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. When it comes to water, plants and trees can definitely have too much of a good thing. The effects of overwatering or underwatering on a tree's health can be long-lasting and in some cases devastating. Scott Schultz, an urban forester at Walt Disney World, has been closely studying how a new pump-up pressure chamber developed at the University of California, Davis, uh, can be used and how these measurements can be useful in proper water management strategies. Mr Schultz joins me now to provide some more detail on this tool and how it can be used to accurately uh, develop implementing and implement water management strategies. Uh, welcome Scott. Thank you. Great to be here. Can you describe to us the tree's biological response to overwatering and underwatering? Yes, uh, overwatering drives oxygen out of the soil. Uh, roots can't breathe, and so you have a, the death of the roots and uh, consequent uh, death of branches. And underwatering? Underwatering, um, uh, if you think of it, uh, probably the first thing you think of is water is needed for photosynthesis, but also water is needed for all other cellular processes. So uh, if you don't have enough water, then you're going to limit the amount of uh, cellular processes that are going on, they can't sustain themselves, so you're going to have uh, die back as well. So knowing when the plants at the correct watering stage is very useful and that's where this pump-up pressure chamber comes in, is that right? Yes, that's true. Uh, can you describe to us how it works and uh, what exactly it's doing? Yeah, the pump-up pressure chamber is like a, a bicycle tire pump that you can pump yourself. It adds air pressure to a leaf or cutting until it squeezes a drop of water out of the exposed stem or petiole. And uh, that's uh, basically how it works. So do you have to cut the leaf off the plant in order for it to work? Yes, you have to cut the leaf and like I said, sometimes you can use a leaf or you can use uh, a twig which may have several leaves. It's a fairly small part of the plant. And what sort of measurements can you gather and record with this device? Uh, water potential is what you are measuring and water potential is measured in uh, PSI which is pounds per square inch or bars and uh, bars one bar equals 14.5 PSI. Yeah, one bar meaning one barometric pressure, one atmospheric yes. pressure. Okay. And um, what information with that information, what are the next steps in determining what you are going to do with the water on a plant? Uh, after you've measured your, the water potential on your subject tree, uh, you would measure one or two other comparison trees in the, in the area, same genus and species, uh, same conditions, elevation, water regime. Uh, average those both together, and then you would compare that water potential reading to your subject tree. And how effective is this new method in preventing over- or underwatering? That's very effective uh, because you can... Uh, measure the water potential initially and then you can add or delay watering to maintain uh, optimal moisture levels. Um, so it's better for the plant and you're saving water? Exactly. That sounds great. And how can this be, tool be applied in the future when looking at urban development to ensure that the health and vitality of transplanted trees are maintained? What you would do um, is go into a, an urban area, find a healthy and vital tree uh, already established, measure the water potential of that tree. In fact, you could measure uh, several trees that get, a, get an average. And then with your newly transplanted tree, you could 
maintain that same water potential uh, from there on, and that way you know my tree's getting this newly transplanted tree is getting the same has the same water potential as this healthy tree that's been in the ground for for several years. And can you discuss with us how some of your case studies looked at different climatic zones and whether the tool is used differently in different regions? Well, I have lim limited experience in that area. Um, from what I, my experience has been, the tool would be used the same way in different regions. I've used it mainly in uh, central Florida, but I've also used it, I've gone out to California uh, and used it, and uh, you know, it worked the, the same way. So I think you should be able to use it no matter what region of the country you're in. And is this tool to be used only to prevent bad watering, or is it su successful in helping the tree that's already been exposed to damage and under an overwatering to sort of as a remedial process? It's definitely good for uh, damaged trees. For example, someone may trench across the root system of your tree. Now, if you're an arborist, you're always wondering, you know, will the, re the tree recover on its own? Or do I need to add some supplemental water because I've lost a significant portion of the root system? And so uh, with a pump-up pressure chamber, you can check the water potential and, and discover, no, my water potential is fine. Or yes, I need to add some water to uh, make up that loss from the root system. And what exactly is water potential? It's the amount of moisture in the tree. And what sort of factors influence that? A big factor is time of day. You can only measure at pre-dawn, when you think about it, that's when the water potential is at its highest in the plant and no sun is out. That's a good time. It's stable then. Or in the midday, which is between 1 and 3 o'clock, that's when the sun is at its strongest. Moisture is leaving the plant rapidly, but it's at its maximum. So you got to check water potential at its highest or its lowest, but not in between. So the time of day is very important. Also, uh, the location of the leaf or twig on the tree. Yes. Usually, we use lower canopy shaded leaves, and then uh, a big factor is uh, using a same genus and species of a tree. You have to compare a, a live oak with a live oak, or a red maple with a red maple. And can weather conditions influence the data? Definitely. Uh, higher temperatures make the tree drier, which decreases water potential. Uh, humidity, uh, higher humidity actually keeps the tree moist, you know, less uh, water can escape from the leaves when you have a more humid day. So that increases water potential. And then uh, the other thing I think about as far as weather is rainfall. If you have rainfall, even if your tree was a little dry, obviously it's going to make it read wet temporarily. So I usually uh, wait two or three days after rain to uh, before taking water potential measurements. And would this tool be useful in determining the minimum water requirements for plants and trees? Yes, you can keep um, water potential records of healthy trees and then um, you could uh, use that data to kind of create uh, a, a program. And um, for example, I've measured um, live oak for 12 months in central Florida and I have a good baseline at a given temperature and, and humidity of what the optimum water potential is for a, a healthy tree throughout the year with, with live oak. But uh, with that being said, I still use comparison trees. You know, so I've got my baseline information, but when I go out to a site to measure a, a, a tree that I think is stressed, 
I'm going to go ahead and measure one or two trees in the area and compare them as, as well. And would you measure this uh, tree every day? No, uh, it just depends on the, uh, the case, but uh, sometimes weekly if, if I'm really under a lot of stress and I've found that uh, water potential is uh, uh, very low and we're adding water, I may come back maybe a week later to check it again. And once I get it under uh, wraps, things are going well, then maybe monthly thereafter. And then sometimes it's even longer, especially with trees, transplanted trees, large trees. We think after a few months it's done, it's okay, but you may want to come back quarterly afterwards, maybe yearly, and just uh, really follow through on your uh, checkups. So with your water management strategies of plants in the Florida region, this device is proving very useful. Yes, it is. It's used a lot uh, for fruit and nut crops, also with uh, grapes. If you can imagine, um, there's a lot of information on the internet uh, showing the optimum temperature and humidity to get good yield in, in fruit and nut crops. Well, it sounds very interesting, and thanks uh, for joining us today. It's been wonderful and hearing about that new device, and uh, thanks for listening.